0: You have the opportunity to meet people and connect with them Faster than ever. I mean, like I've met some amazing people that I never would have met ever because I wasn't using the right hashtags.
1: Hey, what's happening, everybody? Larry Roberts here, and I want to welcome you back to another awesome episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Today's guest is someone that I'm excited to actually meet. I get to actually kind of see them as I talk to them. I've spoken to them before, but we met on that wonderfully awesome new platform that I'm always talking about, Clubhouse. So here today, I finally get to have a conversation with someone that knows a whole lot more, I think, about Clubhouse than even I do because she's always there. I would bet you, I would bet you that she left a Clubhouse room just to join me right here, right now. But we're going to find out because I think that'd be fun to do. Katie Brinkley, thank you so very much for joining me on this episode of the podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's it's exciting to finally you know have the opportunity to record with you because I see you like you said on Clubhouse all the time, and it's just kind of now like meeting an old friend.
1: Uh, yeah, it really is, and that's what's so cool about that platform. And of course, I don't want to take the whole episode and you and I rave about how awesome Clubhouse is because it would be very very easy to do. Did you jump out of a room to come to the podcast?
0: Yes, I did yes, too. I so did. I, did too, <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> Full disclosure, totally left a room to come to the podcast.
1: (laughs) You know, every Wednesday I do a room called the uh, Lunch with Champions, and uh, it's an entrepreneurial room that I. I got invited to. I don't know why I'm on the stage, but hey, I'm I'm happy to be there, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity to share in that room, and then for us both to be leaving Clubhouse coming together to do what we normally do, which is podcast. Right? Uh, it's it's just a fun deal. So, tell me, how did you get involved in social media marketing? Because that is that's your strength. That's your real background.
0: Yeah. So I've been doing social media for a really long time. I started back in the days of MySpace. Oh, so yeah. I. I've been doing social media for 17 years now. I started with helping bands. I worked at the college radio station. And as one of the duties of one of the music directors, it was my job to get bands to send us their music for free. And while traditionally you would do a lot of emails or handwritten letters, remember those, um, we would send those out, (laughs) right? (laughs) And just hope that a band would give us their music to play on the radio for free. But this was when MySpace was really kind of taking off. And I was like, well... I feel like there's a lot of bands on MySpace, maybe they would be interested in giving us their music. And so I quickly saw how fast connections and relationships can be made through social media. And I started just connecting with different bands. And I've created relationships and anytime they'd come through Denver, they would give me tickets to their show if I helped them with their promotion and helping them with their MySpace pages. So Very early on saw the power of social media.
1: you add some nice little sparkly gifts to their MySpace page and and really (laughs) pimp out their profile as we used to do back in the day?
0: Oh man, yeah. It's
1: so funny because when we think back to the MySpace days, and I mean, I was there as well, right? Most of us didn't have the wherewithal to look at it as the opportunity that it was. We looked at it as, hey, we're going to catch up with so-and-so from high school. Hey, maybe we can use this as a dating app or hey. Take a look at this delicious quinoa that I'm having for lunch here, right? Nobody really understood the power that was in social media and the opportunities that making these real connections in an environment where you never would have that chance before. You know, that's what I'm always saying about clubhouses. You're meeting people that you should never have the chance to meet. And now you have the chance to meet them. But so many people, they're still stuck kind of in that MySpace mentality as well, to be honest with you. They haven't evolved over the years. How, how, did, you, how did you have the wherewithal to go, oh my gosh, this is something that we could even leverage and create long lasting, fulfilling relationships for both parties?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that that's, that's a fantastic question. There's a lot of people that are still wary of social media, and rightly so. Like, there's a lot of people that, are more focused on the likes and it, it it freaks them out and the misinformation. But at the same time, you have the opportunity to meet people and connect with them faster than ever. I mean, like I've met some amazing people that I never would have met ever because I wasn't using the right hashtags or if I wasn't even using the right hashtags, I never would be looking for an email marketer in Portland. They're, the power of social media makes it so that our world is smaller and it makes it so that we can meet more people and connect with more people. And if you aren't using social media that way, then you're missing out on a huge opportunity and growing, not just your, your local network, but growing your global network as well.
1: Full disclosure. My wife has zero social media accounts. Never has. She didn't have MySpace. She didn't have, she doesn't have Facebook. She doesn't Twitter. None of it. She has none of it. Now, I will back off just a little bit and say she did get Snapchat, but only for the funny pictures. So she did not use Snapchat socially in any way because it kind of scares her because, I mean, there's so much out there and I can't imagine and I've said it before, but I can't imagine being a woman on social media. The approaches that you get and the the, the comments that you get, I can only—I mean, it, it would drive me insane. I don't know how you deal with it, and that scares her to death. How do you deal with it?
0: You know, it's—it doesn't happen. I feel as much as it used to because you can report.
1: But you haven't seen my wife. She's super hot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, yeah, maybe it just doesn't happen to
0: me. No. <laughs> But that no, but that's the thing is that I think that there are a lot of things in place now so that you can report people that are being inappropriate and are harassing you. All these social media platforms, honestly, guys, just want you to spend time on their platform. The longer that you're on it, the happier that they are. So if you have people that are harassing you and sending you messages you don't like. You're not going to spend any time on their platform. So they take this stuff very seriously. I'm just going to go back to Clubhouse because it's where you and I connected. But I mean, you they have a one strike and you're out policy yes. on Clubhouse. So you get on stage and do anything inappropriate. You're done and banned from the app until you get a new phone number. Yeah, I mean, go on. That's, that's it. yeah. so I think that a lot of these social Twitter, I think is a little different. but I mean Facebook and, and Instagram and LinkedIn, they're all really trying to crack down on this that type of behavior and, and make it so that it is more welcoming and people want to spend more time on their apps.
1: yeah, out of all the hours and hours that I've been on Clubhouse, I've only seen one troll one time. He got out one yeah. sentence that was that's the that's the only room I was in one room. they came in. Shouted off some profanities, muted, booted, gone. And that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that try to take place on Clubhouse.
0: It's interesting. Typically, you'll see that type of behavior happen on Thursdays because that's when... (laughs) I know, right? You could tell I spent too much time on the app. But no, like so... (laughs) <laughs> so that typically happens on Thursdays because Tuesdays and Wednesdays are when the invites are given out. And so not everyone is inviting people that are inviting people that they know onto the app, uh, they are selling their invites via eBay and stuff. And so if you have like, oh, yeah, sure. For 20 bucks and I have a burner phone, I'm going to go ahead and I'll buy it. And I'm just going to go and troll. And so hold
1: on, I got to jump in there. I got to jump in. Cause I, I can't believe what I just heard you say. And I can't believe I wasn't smart enough to think about it too. People are selling invites on eBay.
0: Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I've got seven and they're just, they're just sitting there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I have, I have 11 invites. I've invited just about everyone from my, in my network. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really got all these invites, but there's a lot of people that are selling them on wow. Craigslist and on eBay. And um, I mean, if you have like a burner phone or if you really don't care, Why not depending on the day, I guess they go anywhere from like $5 to like a hundred dollars for an invite. Obviously people that are spending a hundred dollars on an invite are not typically trolling, but maybe those $5 winners are.
1: I mean, 700 bucks. I mean, that'd buy me a new mic or something. That'd be pretty nice. I mean,
0: (laughs) it would, it would.
1: No way I'm selling <laughs> invites, folks. If you're listening to the podcast right now, please, by all means, if you're looking for an invite to Clubhouse, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm not going to charge you anything for it. I would just love to have you on the platform. So come join us over there. It's, it's a tremendous opportunity. What do you think are some of the highlights of your time on Clubhouse? What's some of the coolest things that have happened to you since you've been on the app? And let me back it up just a little bit and say, when was your join date? How long have you actually been on there?
0: Okay, so I'm going to answer that question first, because I joined, I I got my invite on December, I believe 14th, but I didn't actually use it and start getting into rooms and joining the stages until around like the 3rd or the 4th of January. And to be honest with you guys, I hadn't, I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand this clubhouse thing. Everyone's talking like, I, I can't passively be on it. I mean, I'm at night, like I'll be sitting on my phone, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. That I can passively do and watch TV and hang out with my husband, but you can't be passively on on Clubhouse, and you absolutely cannot be passively moderating a room on Clubhouse. So <laughs> no, it really no. is something that I now time block into my day. I have like, okay, well, so tomorrow at one o'clock, I'm going to be on. You know, so I mean, like, it is 100% time blocked into my day because right. when I'm on the app, I want to make sure that I'm able to get the most out of my time spent there. So yeah, I've been on the app for about two months now, actively using it, two and a half months total, but it's been amazing to meet so many people. I mean, you and I met there, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a whole new world of podcasters that I've connected with and I've really been able to grow and expand my network. So I have a email marketing person that I I have become friends with. I've, you know, become friends with another business coach. And I, I mean, like, there's just so many people that I've been able to connect with. Probably one of the most I host a lot of solo rooms by myself where I will just take the stage and and give value and teach and then open it up for Q&A. Since I come from podcasting and radio, I can talk by myself for a very long period of time. Not everyone can do that. So (laughs) so I host a lot of solo rooms, but I do have times in my day where I can go and join different hallways. And I recently had the opportunity to join the stage with a whole bunch of TV casting directors and mm. a couple people from the Today Show and Jen Gutlieb. And I mean, like, it was really cool just to be on stage and speak with them and share different strategies and learn from them. I mean, and, and I also was able to join the Bill Gates room when he joined the app. There was only about 7,500 people that, because that's the room limit at the time of that room. Right. So I was able to get in there and listen, and it was really cool just to kind of hear a little bit off the cuff interview. I mean, he had a lot of softball answers thrown his way, but it was still really informative and interesting to be there.
1: That's really, really cool. I'll tell you my coolest moment is meeting you. No, I'm just kidding. Well, kind of, (laughs) but no.
0: well <laughs>
1: yeah just oh I tell that. you must say that to all your guests Larry yes I do no I'm just kidding Vanilla Ice followed me how cool is that
0: I know Ice Ice Baby yes yes Vanilla Ice that's a good one I mean there, there's so many celebrities that have sold about like I got to join a Paris Hilton room I've gotten to be in Lindsay Lowen's room and then Perez Hilton yes it's so cool just to kind of feel like you have a little bit more access to some people. Definitely.
1: I mean, you know, you, you, there's rooms almost weekly from the Shark Tank that are in there. Damon John's on there all the time. Barbara Corcoran, Mr. Wonderful. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of people that that show up from time to time. And you do have access. You do have the opportunity to get up there and actually speak to these people. I mean, not just freely by any means. And I think that's what some people maybe get confused. But you, you do have the potential to get on stage and actually speak to these people. And it's access that you would never have anywhere else. And it's opportunities that you would have anywhere else. Speaking of which, you know, I met you through a friend of mine, Brent Basham. How did you and Brent come together?
0: So, Brent Basham has an incredible platform called Podit.net. And I have two podcasts. I have one that's a marketing podcast, and then I have one that is a sports podcast. And so, for my marketing podcast, I like to have Denver business owners, which is typically pretty easy for me to find since I am living in Denver. But, two, I like to have digital marketing experts that come on the show, which is a little bit trickier. And so, I joined Podit.net to find some different guests for my podcast. And then also open the door for me to be a guest on more podcasts. And so I became a big fan of Brent and his platform. I joined the Facebook group. And then on Clubhouse, I was like, you know what it would be a great room to have? is a room that's all about what Brent does. It is that, that connection, that networking of finding a guest and being a guest. And I don't need to be the one that's pitching myself, but it'd be really cool just to give people that space to do it. And um, from there, I shared it with, in the, the Facebook group that I was going to host it, Brent commented and showed up one day, he and I created a friendship from there. And so it's, it's really been great to get to know getting to know him and learn more about just the the different pod it features and just be kind of that connector.
1: Yeah, that's tremendous. Brent's been a friend of mine for, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe two years now. Met him through another podcaster. Man, he's just tremendous. So I had the pleasure of meeting him in person, actually, at PodFest before Corona hit last year. We were both at PodFest and met some of the developers behind the scenes at PodIt. Got to see some of the inner workings of what they were doing. And man, it's it's a tremendous, tremendous platform. So I highly recommend, folks, if you're listening to this episode and you want to find guests for your podcast, or you want to be a guest on other podcasts, head over to podit.net, P-O-D-D-I-T dot N-E-T, podit.net, sign up, get yourself a profile and go to work because it is tremendous. It is a great connector. So
0: it is, it is.
1: Christy, what would you be doing without social media? And I just said Christy and your name's Katie.
0: It's funny because it is a very common thing that happens to me because my last name is Brinkley. Yeah. Not that I look like Christy Brinkley, <laughs> but it is a very common Freudian slip that people do. They wow. will just call me Christy. But yeah, so what do I do in addition to social media?
1: Yeah, no, what would you be doing if you weren't doing social media? So say you, your, your life took a totally different path. What other path would you, sometimes you sit back and you go, man, I could have gone this route if I hadn't gone this route.
0: Yeah, so well what I went to school for was journalism. I wanted to be a sports radio personality, sports radio journalist. And in addition to doing the MySpace stuff for bands, what I actually got a job doing right out of college was my dream job. I was a sports radio reporter for the like local station here in Denver, eight fifty KOA. And I would go to all the Rockies games and do the post game like locker room interviews. And I did Broncos training camp, and it was awesome. I mean, that's exactly what I went to school for. That's what I would envision to be doing. If I were not doing social media, I think absolutely I would be in the radio world still, or um, in the sports world doing some reporting because that's it's still a very big passion of mine: on sports and obviously speaking. So, and, and doing radio.
1: Now, that's really, really cool. Do you use some of the techniques and some of the styles that you learned in school for broadcast journalism? Do you use that in your podcast? And do you use that in the way that you handle your day-to-day business on social media?
0: You know, I, I use it in my podcast and, and Clubhouse. I think that it, I'm consistently interviewing people. And in order to be a good interviewer, you have to be a very good listener. And so I think that I use it a lot on Clubhouse and in my podcast. The more conversations that you listen to and the more times that you spend just sitting down and learning, the more you're going to grow. And so I think that being a good listener uh, definitely helps me with learning more about social media so that I am continuously staying up to date with the latest trends on social media and the latest changes. Because I mean, depending on which platform you are kind of all in on, there's always updates and changes to be made.
1: Always. I was blown away. Just this morning, I was looking at some of the latest offerings for Clubhouse, right? What are some apps that can help you blow up your, your profile? What are some apps that will help you maybe stand out in a room? There are countless apps that have already hit the market. I say countless. There's probably 20, 30 of them that have already hit the market.
0: But that's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a ton that will make your profile picture stand out, make your profile picture glow, make your eyes look like lasers, I don't know who wants lasers eyes on Clubhouse, but you can do it. There's an app for it. I promise. So there's other ways of doing your profile. And this is something that we could talk about for a minute. If you are on Clubhouse, your profile, man, that is so different than any other profile on any other type of social media. Why is that?
0: Yeah. So, and actually, uh, since you bring that up, there was another update to your profile um, bio on Clubhouse. It used to be the top three lines were shown when someone were to click on your profile page, and now they changed it to character count. So you have to be very strategic with what you have in those beginning sentences that you are, are introducing yourself as to people on Clubhouse and making sure that you have that Clubhouse file that aligns with your Instagram because if people click on your your clubhouse and then they end up over on your Instagram and all they see is a bunch of pictures of you and your dog and food, (laughs) unless you're like a food blogger or something, it's going to be really confusing. The profile is extremely important on clubhouse. One, the words that you have in your profile are SEO searchables. We both have podcasts in ours. So when you are adding people into your room, you can ping people into your room instead of having to try and remember like, okay, well, who else is into the podcast thing? You can just quickly search podcast and that way you can add people that have that in their profile into the room and you are really pinging people in that makes sense for you. The bio, sometimes people are making it into a book. I think to kind of keep it like a clip notes version with a lot of very skimmable action items or call to actions and tidbits of who you are and what you do is is very helpful because that way someone can quickly skim your profile before they head over to the DMs and decide if they want to connect with you further.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing. And one of the things that I saw this morning, there's the profile builder. There's an app that you can download now that, that helps you really structure your profile because that's one of the cool things about the clubhouse profile is it's different than profiles on any other social media because you really can build out somewhat of a resume of sorts it's almost like a one sheet and a resume in in one right there on the app itself and that is extremely extremely cool and extremely versatile which gives it that power why is it that you think people really look at profiles on clubhouse
0: well, I mean, if if you think about it, like one thing that I like to tell people to do whenever they're in my rooms, like the room title is invaluable because you've put everybody into a small space that has a similar interest. And while one person is presenting on it, tap into the profiles of the people that are around you because you all are interested in this topic. I mean, talk about very easy marketing. You can look and see, okay, well, she's interested in knowing how to host a clubhouse room. I'm going to tap on her profile, learn more about her and see if we align with our, with our messages or with our strategies. So since we can't speak, there is no like speaking feature, like in these rooms, like, yes, you can raise your hand and join the stage, but you can't have that side conversation very easily in the app. You have to go over to another platform. So bios are a great way to kind of Learn a little bit more about somebody and decide how you want to connect with them further. And if you aren't doing that on Clubhouse, then you are missing out on a huge opportunity.
1: So many people are taking the time to really build out that bio and make sure you understand who they are, what value they bring, and what offerings they have that are out there on the table. So that's something very, very critical that you don't want to overlook when you're when you're there on Clubhouse. Now I gotta back it up just a second because you know, before the top three lines we were talking about when someone views your profile they they had to be pure fire because that's what somebody saw before needing to click on a button that says view full profile in order to see your entire one sheet slash resume. It was roughly 200 characters. You mentioned now it's specifically a character count. Do you happen to know what that count is?
0: Yeah. So it's 75. What? Yeah. 75? So yeah. 75 characters. I know it's not that many. And that's where you have to be very, very strategic. One of the things too is emojis. Guys, those are the universal language. So utilize emojis if you can.
1: Wow. 75. That is insane. That is a huge hit. And now nobody can read my bio. I'm going to have to go change it. Assuming I got to go. No, (laughs) (laughs) not not just yet, but that'll be the first thing I do when we hang up from this podcast is I will go and adjust my profile. That is so crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, and it might change again with the next update, but for now it's 75 and that includes like the spaces and like the line breaks. So you got to be strategic with that.
1: Wow. You're really going to have to get that laser and really tune it in and be just boom, spot on focus. That is crazy. So let me ask you this because I I was on your site and I was looking around and you have a variety of offerings in regards to clubhouse, clubhouse training, room moderation, all sorts of stuff like that. Is there really a trick to moderate in a
0: room? Good moderators. You can tell the second that you join the room because Everyone there, um, the room flows smoothly. People are being brought up and down smoothly. And as the room gets started, it's not a lot of waiting. Like, hey guys, just hold on a minute. I'm pinging people in. I mean, the second that you show up, you feel like, okay, this is what's going to be happening, and what I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to learn, why I should be pinging people in. Because yeah, the, the moderators can bring people in, but it's the people that are, are that join that add them that are really going to help boost your your room through the hallway. A good moderator is going to be actively looking at who joins the room. And because not everyone might raise their hand. Like Larry, if you joined the the podcast room that I had earlier today, I would say, all right, here we go. We're going to bring him on up. Because I knew instantly like, hey, he's a podcaster. And every time he takes the stage, like this happens, people like him. So, I mean, even if I didn't know you, having a good moderator that can quickly read bios while still speaking and presenting. So, I mean, there's a lot of backend stuff that happens, especially when you are a good moderator, you can do all that and people that are in the audience have no idea that it's happening. Additionally, I think that, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 that's fine. By all means, I was just going to make a stupid
0: joke.
1: Can we dial it back a little bit? Cause you were saying some really nice things about me and I, I kind of like that part the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: And, and that's the thing, too, is like you get to know people on this app and so quickly and feel like, you know, establish a, a whole new kind of relationship and friendship with them. I mean, this is the first time you and I have actually had like a real life conversation. Right. And it feels like we're it's a conversation between two old friends because we've had that opportunity to get to know each other a little bit through Clubhouse. And it's something when you have the chance to hear someone speak and and answer them or talk back to them, it elevates the connection instantly. I mean, everybody, you, you instantly feel like you're more connected to that person way more than you would by just reading a post or seeing a beautiful picture. I think that the audio feature of Clubhouse is, is really what's making these connections happen so quickly and so deeply. But back to the, the moderating, I think that also uh, having a good moderator, especially if you have a lot of moderators on stage, can assign different people to answer questions to make sure everyone's having their question answered, can bring people up and down out of the audience and make sure that the room is flowing very smoothly. So being a good moderator is, like I said before, anyone can take the stage and anyone has the opportunity to hold the microphone. But if you are a good moderator, it stands out and people recognize that and they want to hear more of you and join more of your rooms because every single time you are moderating, then they know that they're going to have time well spent on the app.
1: And I think that's so critical to growing your audience as well. People want to go, how do I, how do I get followers? How do I get followers on Clubhouse? And I'll tell you the, the way, and I don't have a ton, but out of the followers that I do have, the way that I got them was every time I was on stage, I said something that provided value to the room. Provide value to the room, no matter what the topic is. If you go up on stage, provide value, and you will get followers. With that, I wanted to ask your opinion, because I often say that Clubhouse is not a follow for follow platform, and you're shaking your head no right now, so I'm assuming you agree with me. Why would you agree with me there?
0: Because the second that you follow somebody, your hallway changes. Yes. And you can't search rooms on Clubhouse. You can't search a room. I can't just search like social media 101. I, I don't know why I would search that, but I mean like anything like that. I can't search a room title. And the only way I'm going to be shown possible rooms of things that I might be interested in is by who I follow. And my hallway looks different from your hallway, which looks different from Sue's hallway. That looks different from Joe's, I mean, everyone's hallway is different. And it's all based on who you follow. So the second that you hear a moderator that takes a stage and says, follow me and click the bell, change it to always, I typically am going to do the opposite. Because I don't know, I let me make that decision for myself. Because there's uh, some billionaires that are on the app. And when I first got started on the app, it was really weird. I saw a lot of like, millionaires turning billionaires into trillionaire type rooms and that's not for me but that was like all i saw in my hallway and i had to go in to see who i was following that i was like okay why am i seeing these rooms and i had to unfollow some millionaires which stinks because like i was like i kind of would like to hear more from them but i mean it was just messing with my hallway too much so you can't do a follow for follow-on clubhouse you do need to pick and choose who you follow Honestly.
1: Yeah and that's one of the things that I had mentioned I, I just spoke on Clubhouse last night to the Houston podcasting group here in Texas. I had mentioned the fact that there are rooms where people they actually structure them come in, don't say a word, just follow And they don't let anybody speak. you just go in there and you're supposed to be hitting profiles and following people And I'm like, why? what what's the point of that other than you're trying to get your follower count up which of course that's a vanity metric that many times isn't reflective of anything other than, People are following you. I guarantee you, most of them don't know you or even know why they're following you if you have tons and tons and tons of followers, unless you're an influencer and you're bringing value to the platform each and every time. So I wanted to see if you agreed with me there because that, that's a big pet peeve of mine on the, on the app is, is the follow for follow.
0: It's a pet peeve of mine on any social media platform. Clubhouse, especially because it does affect your hallway, but the follow for follow thing, like it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I'd rather have like 50 followers who are my biggest brand advocates yes. instead of 50,000 people who never refer me, never are going to buy it for me. And they never engage with my posts. Give me 50 people that are all about me any day of the week.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And you know, a lot of times we talk about that being the riches and the niches or the ri- riches and the niches, however you want to say the word. I like to say niche because it rhymes with rich, but, <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing, and it's very applicable to this particular platform. And going into this platform with the same mentality as all the other platforms that we've seen evolve over time, that's almost a recipe for disaster. Because when, when I'm going to look at my calendar and I go to look at my events, you know how many events I have starting at 9 a.m. that I don't even know why I have these events starting at 9 a.m. Trying to find the event that really means anything to me and I'm scrolling, folks, you can't see me, but I'm taking my finger and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, trying to find that one event because I've gone through 100 events that started at 9 a.m. to try to find mine. That gets very, very cumbersome. So again, you really have to maintain who it is that you're following and make sure that when you do follow someone or someone follows you, that there's value there so that you get something in return for that follow because otherwise it's just gonna turn from follow to frustration. And that's the last thing that we want katie almost called you christy again man it's especially because you said christy brinkley so now i'm just going christy brinkley christy Brinkley, christy blinkley There's a <laughs> it's always in my head i got a client his name is is walter and he goes by terry and he hates walter his email (laughs) is walter everything says walter but he goes by terry and if i call him walter man i think he's just gonna fire me on the spot it's terry and i know but it says walter man i'm just reading it's so hard sometimes it's so hard to keep the names right and i apologize i'm supposed to be a professional here so what else would you like for people to know about you and your social media organization
0: Finding where your ideal client and customers are, and then going all in on that platform. A lot of small businesses, I work, deal with a lot of um, people in the home industry, realtors, and real estate agents, and contractors, builders. They think that they need to be on every single social media pl- channel known to mankind. And when you do that, it kind of just becomes white noise. So I really am a strong believer in going all in on one, and if you have time, two platforms and creating incredible content on those platforms. I'm just gonna go off of Instagram. But if you decide Instagram is your platform, okay, that's where my ideal client and customers. I'm just gonna go all in on Instagram. Well there's five ways that you can post on it. There's the feed, there's stories, there's IGTV, there's Instagram live and now there's reels. So you need to be hitting all those different points for your audience on a monthly basis. So if you want to be successful you have to give your audience different ways to consume and digest your content. And it can be overwhelming when I, you know, when I say that there's five different ways to post on it, but if you want to be successful and build a strong community around your brand, that's how you're going to do it.
1: Does your company by any chance like post for people? Could someone hire your company to manage their IG? Can you go, Hey, go ahead ahead and post, you know, whatever, just whatever your plan is, you maintain their IG.
0: Yeah. So I do offer done for you social media. So I do your social media for you. And that's, that's a great way if you're like, yeah, I just, I know it's important. I just don't have the time for it. So I do do that for a number of businesses. But during the pandemic in 2020, a lot of businesses were reaching out to me and saying, Hey, you know, I understand that social media is really important. I've been given the gift of my of time now that I'm at home. Uh, will you teach me? And so that's where my coaching services came about. And honestly, it's become one of my favorite Parts of my job is is doing the coaching and teaching people, you know, in twelve weeks what it's taken me seventeen <laughs> years to learn. But it's really enjoyable to see people kind of grasp an understanding around their social media and develop a strategy behind it and seeing the success that they can have. And then you also mentioned Clubhouse. I've only been on the platform for two months, but I have seen what an incredible tool it is. And if you are not optimizing it for your your brand, then you are missing out on a lot of new connections. And so I have a clubhouse workshop that anyone can download and watch um, on their own time. And then I offer a one-on-one clubhouse strategy session. And then, as you mentioned too, I offer the clubhouse moderating. So if you want someone to come in and promote you and your room and be in charge of bringing people up and down.
1: Very cool. And where can people find out more about you and how to hire you for these wonderful services?
0: I'm available at next.step.social on Instagram. You can find me at Katie Brinkley on Clubhouse. And then online, I'm at nextstepssocialcommunications.com.
1: Very, very cool. Well, Katie... I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. I have had a blast talking to you and it was a pleasure having you here. I learned a lot, not only clubhouse wise, but learned a lot more about you as well. So that's always really cool to kind of get that insight and kind of, you know, just expand on the relationship a little bit, you know, and really learn about each other somewhat. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so very, very much.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure.
1: Cool deal. And we will talk again very soon. Thank you so much.